Welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast with Dr. Raj Desgupta, a show all about educating patients, students, and aspiring doctors about better patient care. Dr. Raj is a quadruple board certified physician and associate professor at the University of Southern California. He was a co-host of the TNT series, Chasing the Cure with Ann Curry, as well as a regular on the TV show, The Doctors. And now, here's our show. Hi, and welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast. And what is this a podcast of? A podcast of happiness and wellness, great people, amazing stories. And you know what, everyone? The holidays are literally right around the corner. I can't go inside a CVS without seeing like a Christmas tree or some sort. And I wanted to do something about giving and great ideas and gifting and all that stuff. And right now, I'm going through a remodel with my wife. It's kind of a pain. But as the remodeling is getting closer to the end, it's time to think about furniture. So I'm like kind of bantering with one of my favorite nurses on the eighth floor. And somehow it goes into that's her jam. She's into interior design. She knows about this vintage thing, which I know nothing about. I'm like, whatevs. And she has a website and all this stuff. Like, wait a minute, you really do know your stuff. So I thought it would be cool to do a podcast about vintage pieces. And then maybe you want to do a little gifting or get some yourself, you know, with the holidays around the corner. So let me read the bio of my guest. Her name is Valerie Hernandez. He's a registered nurse, wife, and mom of two adorable toddler boys starting her career in healthcare field. That was her dream since the age of 13 and is a big part of who she is today. Soon after becoming a nurse, my husband and I bought our first home back in 2016 and have completely renovated it from top to bottom. As a nurse, she learned firsthand how our exterior spaces directly impact our daily lives and the importance of how these spaces we live in make us feel. As many can relate, during COVID, my husband and I recognized our entire home, and it was then I realized our home was missing that cohesive, that curated and timeless feeling. My love for interior design, and more specifically, secondhand vintage pieces, and decor became that much needed creative outlet for me. After a hard day at the hospital, I was able to turn my new hobby as sourcing, researching, and mindfully selecting pieces for our home has completely transformed the way I view home styling. So I decided I wanted to make my passion more than just a hobby. She started her own business, Grounded Home Design. Grounded Home Designs brings you a refreshing take on mixing old with new. From interior decorating services to carefully sourcing high-quality vintage pieces for others to enjoy. We believe in creating well-balanced spaces that bring comfort, function in a curated space for years to come. Our goal as a company is to reduce waste by rehoming high-quality vintage pieces and helping others find a joy in styling their homes. We approach our design and sourcing process with mindfulness and can't wait to see what is to come as this is just the beginning. And with that being said, Valerie, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk about this 
And I'm just really excited to kind of dive into this whole world that you're not really familiar with. <laughs> so I got to tell you, I wish you're wearing your, your nursing scrubs. No. Scrubs. Where's the big red? Come on, man. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. You know, even though this is only the audio, you look amazing. Thank you Thank for you. dressing Thank up for the, for the Zoom meeting. Um, you. So with, with that being said, um, in your bio, you said you wanted to be a nurse at 13. I was picking my favorite Star Wars toys to play with at age 13. How did you know you wanted to be a nurse at such a young age? Well, just even prior to being 13, I've always been somebody who just loved to help people. Uh, I always wanted to find ways to help my teachers or my friends' parents. And um, I just always kind of had that quality about me. And then from there, at the age of 13, uh, unfortunately, my family and I unexpectedly lost my grandmother. Oh. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was, you know, a very trying time for my family. I got to experience the hospital for the first time at that age, uh, being in the acute care setting, intensive care unit with my grandmother, and just seeing the way the doctor spoke about her condition and kind of what that looked like for the future. And so that also led to me seeing the nurses caring for my grandmother. And I, ever since then, it just kind of stuck with me. Uh, and I just, I just knew I wanted to be in the healthcare field. No one in my family is in the healthcare field, but as I went on to college, I kind of started looking into what that looked like for me and it landed on nursing. So when I was 13, cause my mom's a nurse, you know what I mean? And I was a little scared of like, blood and puke and poo. I mean, that didn't scare you being in that ICU sitting and seeing that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, no, it didn't. And even to this day as a mom, I mean, we know that what that all entails. Um, but as, as a nurse too, I just, it's something that the human body is interesting within itself, but um, I just think those are things natural. Like those are things that, that our body does. And I think it takes a very special person to kind of make someone feel comfortable in that setting of having to be cared for. And so thankfully that's never bothered me. Blood's never bothered me. So I'm actually very grateful for that because I have the stomach for it. <laughs> All right. So mean broad question. What, what is your favorite part of being a nurse? You know what I mean? Is it saying hello to me? You know, it is. It is. <laughs> you are fresh light that comes onto the unit from time to time. I will say that. Um, but in, you know, it's kind of weird to term it favorite because as you know, being in, in the healthcare field and being in the hospital, um, there is not a lot of light sometimes that shines inside the hospital setting itself. And I think, I think if I were to put a favorite term to it, I think it would be, um, kind of just having that mindful approach into when I enter a patient's room, I think my favorite part is having the time on my side. I work, you know, 12 hour shifts and that having that time to be able to get to know somebody through their trying times, through the difficult uncertainties that they're facing um, it's a very interesting concept to kind of like tap into. And I think just that just having the time is my favorite part because I'm able to get to know individuals and kind of help them. Some people, sometimes people know that they, they don't know that they need certain types of help. And I think tapping into identifying, giving help when someone doesn't even know they need it themselves is a very, very fulfilling and rewarding career to be able to be in 
And that's my favorite part, I would Aww. say. Yeah. Well, with all those good things you just said, how did you take the steering wheel and turn it to be kind of opposite, at least in the outside, you know what I mean? Um, going into your interior design and vintage. When did you decide to kind of switch courses a smidge, you know? I realized as far as being a nurse, and especially during COVID times, it's been very difficult. And I, and I, after remodeling our house, my husband and I, he was probably fine with the end product. For me, I felt like our house was missing. Um, (laughs) You know, it was missing like that special cozy touch. And so that kind of led me going back into my old roots when I thrifted, when I was in my early twenties, you know, renting my first apartment, um, not having much money to buy furniture. And I, I tapped back into that. And something that thrifting provided for me was an outlet. And it was an outlet to just decompress. There's nothing like looking at old things. And um, <laughs> I know sometimes they have a certain smell to them. But <laughs> again, as a nurse, smells don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely do think that it it pretty much gave me an avenue to kind of tap back into that creative side that I was missing. Um, and I loved it. I think that it was something that really opened up my eyes and is what ultimately led me to starting my business because I felt like it was really an untapped market in many ways as far as I would, I myself had everything at my fingertips, right? We have the big box stores. We have things at our fingertips with our phone, with the click of a button, it gets sent to our door. I think that there is something so amazing about going and finding unique pieces that not everybody's going to have. And once I started filling my home with pieces like that, our home truly transformed. Wow. Um, so I would say that it was really COVID time decorating our new house, um, ultimately what brought me here and what started this journey for me. And I, you know, I was chuckling a little bit because you're like, I kind of relate between the lines to your husband because, you know, with our new house getting made and all that, when, you know, someone asked me a question about this kitchen or that floor or this tile, I'm always like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. And my wife in the background is like, no, that's not cool. At all. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, God bless him. That's cool. Okay. But, uh, Hey, let me ask you this question. So how did your first career being a nurse, how did that kind of prepare you to be where you are now with design and vintage beyond being good with smells? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) So I would absolutely say that kind of that, like what I I spoke about before is like that unspoken feeling in the air when you walk into a, a patient's room, being able to identify whatever needs to be filled in that negative space. So like in, in the interior design world, um, space is pretty much anything. um, Well, really nothing that's filled in that area. So it's an empty space, whether that is the space that is like for traffic flow, right? You're going to have negative space within positive space. So I definitely think nursing prepared me for being able to just read people and figuring out what they need without with with them not even knowing that they need it, right? And I think styling a space in a functional way is so important. Our exterior spaces truly, truly impact our overall well-being. I'm a firm believer of that. And I think that having that that nursing side of things to 
slowly blend into my interior design styling business and also sourcing pieces, right? It's also trying to figure out, or is this, is this piece going to be desired by someone else? So I definitely do think that that's kind of how it's blended for me. And yeah. So let me throw a curveball here. So I like, you know, from what you do and you pick these pieces that, you know, scream to you, kind of makes me feel like everything's kind of personal in your, in your place. So do you like hate Ikea or something? <laughs> So, so, you know, it's funny that you say that because Ikea is very big in Scandinavian design. And actually my first interior design style that I've loved is Scandinavian design. So, <laughs> you know, the clean lines, um, the, the minimalist characteristics, actually, I have love for all of that. But I, I definitely do think that blending kind of new and old is something that as I'm getting older, I'm finding like a new love for. And I do think that a space requires both. So all I don't right. I don't hate <laughs> IKEA at all. Like I, I definitely see this like a, IKEA with a big slash to it on your shirt, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay. I need to ask I need to ask you some questions about the word vintage. You know, yeah. I didn't really know what it meant, so I did a little research for this. So what are characteristics of vintage pieces and furniture? You know what I mean? What's considered that? So characteristics that you're looking for is obviously going to be uh, usually they're typically like higher quality. They're usually handmade. They are materials such as wood, stone, metals, uh, metals such as copper, brass, silver. So you're going to gonna you're going to be getting when it comes to vintage pieces. A lot of the times they're made before 20 years from present day. And as far as back then, decades ago, we didn't have all the technology that we have now to be able to mass produce products. So a lot of these pieces are going to have just high craftsmanship, lots of detail, you know, just overall, just kind of like that unique one of a kind piece, because they weren't mass produced like they are today. So is there like a set timeline or date that says, okay, you made the vintage cutoff and you said yeah. 20 years, you know what I mean? Is there a set like year I need yeah. to know? Yeah. So pretty much that's like, that's you, you said it, it's 20 years, give or take 15 to 20 years. It depends on who you talk to, mm -hmm. but I always try to do 20 years for a vintage piece. And, um, to go even further to that, you can even source antique pieces, which is considered 100 years older. Ah. Um, so there are timelines to how you're able to identify what a piece is considered vintage or antique. So, I mean, I got to tell you, we're on the same wavelength because I don't know <laughs> if like this is a two-way Zoom. You can see my questions. <laughs> I wanted to like stump you because there are three words I read about that confused me. So mm -hmm. a piece is vintage, antique, or retro. You know what I mean? Can you like dumb it down for me in the audience? Yeah. Like, what is? How can you separate those? Is it, is it solely based upon time, or is there something else to it? You know what I mean? Well, first off, I want to say I love that I'm dumbing something down for you because usually <laughs> it's the opposite when it comes to the whole medical field. Um, <laughs> so I love this. <laughs> Uh, as far, it really is kind of time as far as like how these terms are defined when it comes to a specific piece. Um, retro is actually newer pieces that are made to mimic pieces that are vintage. So whether they're mimicking exactly a specific piece from a different era, or if they're using that as inspiration to make a whole brand new piece with that slight 
vintage inspired look, if that makes sense. No, I mean, no, because like I love 80s, hence my age. Mm -hmm. So when I go to the store and they're selling something that looks very 80s, whether it's parachute pants or checkered shoes, that's retro. That's made it now to represent back then. Exactly. I feel like I I just became super smart. (laughs) If you need like some kind of, you know, assistant in your your shopping. (laughs) Um, So what are some of the advantages of buying like vintage pieces and vintage furniture, you know? Um, So, I mean, right off the bat, it's going to be quality. I know I already kind of talked about this, but a lot of these pieces are handmade. And I think the quality behind the time it takes for an individual to hand make a piece is going to be something that's immediate advantage when it comes to looking and purchasing secondhand vintage pieces. Um, the second thing you would be that would be an advantage is the sustainability aspect of it, right? It's a really it's really great for our climate to try to rehome these pieces instead of ending up in the landfill. And I I love ever since kind of immersing myself in this whole world of interior design, I love actually following um, people who flip furniture because that's a whole nother level of saving damaged overall still good quality pieces by re-sanding them, getting out scratches and re-staining them to, to something that is what it was already originally stated to be. And so I definitely think, you know, the sustainability aspect of it. And I would also say cost savings. You'll be so surprised what you can find at your local thrift stores, um, local flea markets, it would be absolutely an advantage because not only are they higher quality materials, but you're also not going to be paying probably what that piece would cost at like a bigger box store. And that's huge. I mean, yeah. I'll just tell you, I mean, doing the remodel, just living life every day, going to McDonald's, it's so expensive. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what I mean? So when I touch, I mean, shopping for others, it's got to be tough. And yeah. if you save money, get something really cool. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. Let me throw a little curveball your way because you're right. You know, when you say about vintage pieces, I mean, it sounds great. They're sustainable. They're, you know, but how do you know, as I read about this, so how can you confidently buy a vintage piece online? And I'm going to tell you, you're online. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that online or through some social media network without first actually seeing the piece? You know what I mean? How do they do it? No, yeah, that is a good question. And I actually started there, right? Mm -hmm. Earlier this year, I was not confident in figuring out like, well, what is considered vintage? Um, So I definitely do think it's doing your research. Um, Some pieces, yes, are one of a kind. For me, I try to find source pieces that actually have dates on them. So I know for sure it's true vintage because the artist's signature is on the bottom and it's dated. Um, if If it's not dated, then I'll do more research on it. But To answer your question, I definitely do think to confidently buy, there's so many platforms um, that you can go to, like Facebook Marketplace, Etsy. There's these platforms that, you know, there's so many people reselling or trying to rehome pieces that they have 
themselves. And I think to confidently buy is to not only look up the piece, but to look to make sure that there's details listed in the listing, to make sure you have the right measurements, to see what material it's made of. A lot of these people who are selling are like me, taking the time to really research the piece and to list all of those qualities and characteristics a piece has. Um, And if it's not listed, then to not be afraid to ask. I I think that you'll be so surprised, but people are very honest on these platforms. And there's a very easy way to message them and to ask like, you know, how much does a piece weigh? Or is there any stamp or, you know, of the maker on it if it's not listed? So don't be afraid to ask. Um, And I definitely do think that ask for video, right? If you go see it in person, you can definitely ask someone, hey, can you send me a video of the piece so I can kind of get a better visual of like how it looks? Um, as far as for me and I do on my website is I actually style the piece within a space in my home. Ah, a, okay. So that helps someone that can visually see it, how it looks within a space. So that's kind of how I go around trying to help someone be able to visualize what that piece looks like. You know, I totally forgot you're a nurse now because you know this so well. So are you like sneaking off to get like a master's in vintage and design? Are you, you, you this can't be your hobby. You know way too much. Are you studying this right now? I am studying it right now. Um, I am. I'm actually studying interior design. And I know some of my coworkers are like, you're not going to leave me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's that's the great thing about just education. It's out there, right? If this intrigues you or if there's anyone listening that intrigues that intrigues them, you know, a lot of stuff is at our fingertips these days. So that's what happened to me. And I just kind of immersed myself. I read books. I'm doing, you know, looking at online courses. And yeah, I'm definitely fully full blown trying to educate myself in this field. <laughs> I love it. So let's see how you're good about the trending. So let's talk about now this, you know, holiday season. What's what's trending in vintage stuff, vintage furniture? What's currently trending is I would absolutely say lamps are trending. Um, There is a lot of like vases or vessels, like pieces that can just be within by themselves in place. I definitely think that um, wallpaper, like print play. So a lot of trending vintage pieces um, or retro pieces that are mimicking vintage is a lot of like patterns and textures. So that's what you'll get like baskets and um, and you'll get like, like I said, t- patterns within throw pillows or curtains or actually adding wallpaper to your existing space. So I would definitely say those are the biggest things as far as like what is currently trending as a vintage world. Wow. All right. So let's kind of talk about your biz. I want to talk about, hey, what makes, you know, grounded home designs, what makes them a little bit different from other secondhand vintage businesses? Before I answer that, I okay. a good listener. And I remember you saying at the beginning of this that yeah. you guys are going to the stage of styling your own home and looking for furniture. That's right. Um, so I will say I didn't touch on any trending furniture pieces. Oh, dude, um, tell me, tell me. So I would definitely say that armors, like kind of big console tables, those are definitely trending because okay. they have that very detailed craftsmanship that you'll see 
And I also will say that in 2024, what's coming, what I feel and what I'm seeing a lot in other, you know, designer companies and interior designers and how they're styling spaces is they're incorporating a lot of darker wood tones. And it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, straight away from that, they want white everything, light wood tones, everything modern, which is still amazing, right? So I think that... I think I myself have white kitchen cabinets and the light floors after picking out all these um, finishes, but you can still add, you know, the darker wood tones through textiles like baskets. Um, You also, also what's going to be trending is browns. I feel like brown is the new gray. Uh, My my color is brown. (laughs) I I, I should be trending right now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so um, incorporating browns into your space. They're very grounding. I know, mm-hmm. I, but I love that name. I mean, I love yeah. that word. <laughs> um, but then all the earth tones. So muted yeah. colors, I think, also are going to be trending in 2024. And so just don't be afraid to test your creative boundaries when you and your wife go to style your space, because there's nothing, there's nothing that can never be undone. And I think that people because of social media are going to be testing their creative boundaries more than ever. And it's really cool to see. So, but you know what, off topic a little bit and tell me if you're the same way with your husband. Like, so now that we're in that stage of our house and everything, when we go visit friends and family, you know, we just went to go see some friends and Thanksgiving. We're like secretly analyzing their, their, their molding. I'm like, Oh, is that craftsman? You know what I mean? Like amazing how you get more ideas or you get a little envious or not. But um, I'm not just saying this. So we actually have a room and it's a room where we had initially going to make a closet, but we feel it's going to be better to make it a bathroom because our kids are going to be there and it's really not the biggest space. So now we need closets. So we, are looking for an armoire you know it's just funny i'm glad it's trending i'm gonna tell my wife we're trending right now yeah 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 (laughs) sure and i think also like i'll throw you a little bit of a curveball me but don't be afraid to take your time i think that you know i think there is something about going to friends other people's homes seeing it kind of be complete and feel like i have to get that i want to get that i want to be complete i want to have a space that's done and amazing like this, but I do think that spaces should take time. It is to mindfully pick pieces that will slowly blend together eventually is what truly is going to create that timeless space for yourself. And and also it's going to lead to less waste. You're not going to buy something just because you were excited about it without really thinking it through and then realizing, oh, maybe it doesn't really fit in the space and then getting rid of it to replace it with something. Yeah, I definitely would say don't feel like you need to rush the space as well. Like you can absolutely take time with it. You know, I, I love talking about this. So Norris is pretty tough and get my back on this. If you feel the same way is we don't have a big house. We don't have mm-hmm. a lot of money. So we have a small house and we have small spaces. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to shop for small spaces because they got to have dual purposes and they better be what you love because you just don't have a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, um, I feel like we have a small house as well, but in in the grand scheme of things, it could probably be a very big house com- to some people. Well, but well I, said, well said. Yeah, well said. Yep. and I got I got really good at 
styling small spaces with the intention of functionality. And that kind of leads me into the question that you were talking about with my business, this starting as a secondhand vintage curated rehoming, you know, of pieces is leading also to interior styling for myself, to helping people with small spaces. And um, I do that on my Instagram. I upload styling videos, um, kind of giving ideas, showing kind of how I styled my smaller spaces, such as like my laundry room I recently did. Um, Which, so you, by the way, is very important. Don't don't ever downplay the laundry room. Yeah, it's so, it's so important. I actually <laughs> very fancy. <laughs> And you know why I said that is because, you know, the person helping me out said we put little elevations on our washer and dryer because, you know, you always have to bend over yes. all the time. And they're like, it made it made a difference. I'm going to put that in my little like idea bank. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. No, I, I mean, it, and, and so I definitely want to spend some time making you the better than everyone else. So, you know, I'm going to force you to answer it. What What makes you different than your competitors? I definitely think that it's my intention and Mm -hmm. um, my intention is to not just try to make a quick flip for money. If that makes any sense. I think what it comes down to is really trying to curate collections that not only speak my brand, but that are truly amazing pieces that just is going to bring joy to someone's space. Because I feel like if they bring joy to my space, then, you know, anyone who is in line with my style would hopefully feel the same way. So I think what that's, that's the first thing that I think really makes me different is, is how much time I take on any given piece with the research and posting it and styling it. And then secondly, um, what makes me different is I try to find pieces with a modern twist because what also is coming our way is you'll find going to be trending is kind of like that vintage modern, right? Blending interior styles together and vintage, which is so cool is vintage is technically different eras, different styles. And to blend those and to be able to incorporate vintage pieces into a space is sometimes not easy for people to do. So I am trying to not only provide an avenue with styling my pieces for people to see, to give them their own ideas to go out and source their own pieces. Or whether if they don't want to source, they can go to websites like mine or other small businesses that have a piece that they're looking for. But yeah, giving people that confidence to to style their own spaces and get creative with it and incorporating different styles. You don't have to stick to one style, I think, is, is what I'm trying to show the world from what I believe I can bring to the table. No, and you kind of like answered a couple of questions I wanted to ask you, which is almost because I'm thinking one dimensionally. What can I say? I'm a guy, you know, like this is your style. This is your style. This is your style. So I could have what I like and kind of intermingle a little vintage piece here and there. And and that's what you are trying to tell me is that it's okay to like this armoire or that piece or whatever it is and mix it together. Exactly. It's accepted. And you'll be surprised with how much vintage pieces look in all different styles. And I can give a couple examples. Yeah, so, um, you know, what's recently been trending the past couple of years is like mid-century modern, right? But that style is is a lot of more earthy tones, a lot of darker wood tones. Um, and so someone listening to this would be like, oh, I love mid-century modern. I can absolutely incorporate vintage into my space very easily. But 
What's also cool is people who have more of like out there style. Uh, there's a lot of different styles, but if they love bright colors, they love, um, you know, just really funky, unique things, uh, incorporating vintage is an amazing thing to do in that, in that aspect as well, because vintage again is, you know, a lot of craftsmanship, a lot of interesting, uh, design. And so adding a funky lamp to a bright pink wall, like is totally acceptable and is, and is amazing, you know? So I definitely do think blending styles, um, adding vintage to any style really is definitely achievable. Cool. Now yeah. I need a, a definition from you because you threw it out there a couple of times. I didn't know what it was, but I just kind of nodded my head sourcing. Yeah. Okay. So what what is sourcing and you know, how do you source vintage items and what do you like about sourcing to begin with? You know, <laughs> so sourcing pretty much is just to like be able to locate and obtain a physical object. Like that's how do you do that? Tell me how you do it. So um, it's by actually going, you know, to thrift stores, flea markets, estate sales, estate sales. You'll find the most coolest pieces, uh, probably because it is someone else's collection that they probably grew over a lifetime, and kind of seeing that history behind that space. Uh, so you could definitely source from diff many different avenues. You can source online. Again, there's, you know, other platforms like Facebook Marketplace and Etsy that has tons of pieces available for sale. And so do you buy these pieces and keep them yourself? And yeah. sell them? Is, is that, am I putting words in your mouth or is that part of it? No, that is part of it. And okay. so, it's, yeah, you definitely are buying these pieces. Um, and again, the part of it is reselling, right? It's going to be reselling these secondhand goods, but I think that it's, it's, there's kind of an art to it, right? What I love about sourcing is creating my own curated collections of what I think speaks my brand, right? And my type of interior style. And I think that finding pieces that speak true to that is the best feeling in the world, especially if you can find a piece that is such good quality, no, no damage to the piece. And if, especially if it's dated, like I have a couple vessels that are dated like 1980s and no chips, cracks, and it's handmade signed by the artist, And it's just super cool. And so I think that's my favorite part about sourcing is just finding those one of a kind. Like I do all the research and sometimes I come up on a dead end. Like there's nothing like this made. There's nothing else listed like this online. And that's my favorite part is to be able to curate a collection of items like that for Dude, my- I know what you do now. I'm so into you. Okay, so yeah. questions, questions. So um, part of what your day is, is gonna be, hey, you need to find these items. If you see something you like, you purchase them and you have to keep them in your house somewhere, I assume, right? Yes. <laughs> and then is there another part of your business, which is people just ask you to look for something very specific and then then you find it? Is that the two ways you do things? Yeah. Yeah. So because I'm just starting off this year, I'm slowly evolving. And what I'm realizing, like as the slow following following that I'm gaining on my like Instagram, for example, yep. I have people messaging me like, oh, like if you end up finding a piece like this, let me know. And so that's really cool because I can keep like a, a list going for people to potentially find pieces for them. Um, and so I guess you can say in the grand scheme of things, I'm becoming a professional sourcer, um, which is yeah. really amazing um, because that's my favorite part, actually, throughout. All totally, of totally. 
Um, and so that's yeah. what you do. It's like you you have the piece, and that's why you have the gram. That's why you have the website. So you'll take pictures and you put it there, so people will use you as a source when they're sourcing. Exactly. I love it, dude. It's all <laughs> coming together, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's only two more questions. So, yeah. how can my listeners receive the whole experience of your business? You've kind of said it a little bit. Um, that could be following me on my Instagram. I post my weekly vintage finds and I'm very mindful. I'm not kind of like blasting out, you know, 20 pieces at one time. My collections that I drop or that I share on my Instagram or on my website is a very, you know, usually under 10 pieces that I will share. And so that experience within itself is kind of seeing like my styling videos, using me as inspiration to be able to go and do it yourself. That's like the first layer. Um, the second layer is, you know, you go out, you can't find a specific piece and that could be contacting me or looking at my site to see if there's a piece that speaks to you for your space. Um, and then the third part of it and what I hope to evolve ground the you know grounded home designs is to help people style their own spaces. If they feel stuck, they feel that they can't, they don't even know where to begin, they don't even know what style they like or are able to define that, I can be that outlet to help that individual define that and to slowly build upon that. Yeah, just providing those services styling services really when it comes down to it <laughs> so i mean i should have asked you this already but why don't you just bang out your instagram handle and your website before i forget we'll put them in the show notes but what yes. are they uh so uh my instagram handle is the grounded home underscore and that started with my own home um and then that is what slowly is branched into groundedhomedesigns.com uh which is my business name and then my website and so I have a contact form on my website that you can reach me through, or you can DM me through Instagram. Uh, either way, either avenue to connect is is totally okay by me. Yeah, you know what? You know, before our little little podcast, I was checking out on Instagram. You have this thing where you have your little wagon. Yes. <laughs> you go to I guess you were sourcing. Yes. I thought it was adorable. I and I just I like the way you do things. Very classy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So last question, uh, what do you want my listeners? A lot of them are in that whole medical healthcare field, but there's a lot of them. I love everyone who listens to my podcast. Um, what do you want them to know about Grounded Homes Designs and where do you see your business going? And I throw out one last thing is, of all the different names, mm -hmm. my Grounded Home Designs? Being in the medical field, right? Um, the word grounded itself is to be balanced and I think as individuals with health, we strive for balance. And so I was trying to find something that not only spoke to my first passion, but that can easily blend into my second passion. So for sure, grounded is a word that I've always loved. And I feel that is something we all strive for. Um, and so that is what ultimately led to my business name. But what I would want your listeners to know is don't be afraid to shop secondhand. I think that it is a it is an area that we have a little bit of stigma to. And I think that it's okay to shop secondhand to find really cool, unique pieces, art um, to gift to people. And I know that you talked about that at the beginning of this podcast. It's like the gifting season. Uh, and you will be so surprised with what you'll find as far as quality of pieces 
by shopping secondhand. And a lot of secondhand are small businesses. So you kind of not only are going to be finding these really, really cool, high quality, one of a kind pieces, but you're going to be supporting someone like me, you know, who is just trying to start a business and see kind of where it takes them. A lot of small businesses are like that, you know, until they become something bigger. But I definitely think that I love what I do as far as nursing. And I also love what I do when it comes to styling and sourcing curated vintage goods. And so I just, yeah, I would leave it with your listeners with that is don't be afraid to look into that area of, you know, the of that market. And don't be afraid to bring old things in your new homes. <laughs> I love it. We got to end on that. And let me just say, let me just embarrass you a little bit and say that you're an amazing nurse. I always love seeing you. I know my, my patients that we share together truly love when you're on shift with them. And I know you're going to be successful in this new venture in your life. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And everyone, that's another episode of the Dr. Raj podcast. It's coming out in the holidays, so I hope you are actively enjoying the holiday season. And stay tuned. Another couple of weeks, we'll have another episode coming up. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. Our producers are Madison Linden and Chris Brightigan. Our executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. <laughs>